This portion of the show is brought to you by Umarex Air Guns. Burton Pools and Spas is more than just a pool builder or retail store. They're dedicated to helping families and communities come together to enjoy fun and outdoor activities. Burton Pools and Spas takes pride in providing customers with superior service. They have some of the best outdoor grills and patio furniture in the business, and they can turn any outdoor area into a comfortable and elegant living space. In Fort Smith, call 479-648-3483. Or in Springdale, 479-756-5511. And on the web at burtonpools.com. Burton pools and spas the ones for your family fun are critters eating your garden do you have rats in your shed do you like to hunt small game without scaring other animals away or just like to sport shoot with friends then umarex air guns are for you if you haven't shot an air gun in a long time well things have changed and Umarex is leading the way in advanced air gun technology. Just log on to airgunland.com and browse the newest guns and accessories. And if you use the coupon code RADIO, you'll save 10% off any products purchased. That's airgunland.com and use coupon code RADIO. Umarex Air Guns. Welcome back to Spirit of the Outdoors. We've got some really special guests on the phone for you today. we got Jenna Park and Lorenda Day Combe, our bear hunting guides up in Maine. How y'all doing? We are doing very good. How are you? Oh, we are fine. Hey, before I go any further, I, I talked to you last year when you were getting ready to get your guide service going. How did it go last year? Uh, we had a good season last year. We did a lot with, uh, we had a few bear hunters that we took, and then we did a lot with deer season last year. Um, so we're pretty much in the same boat again this year. We're looking good in the bear season this year. Well, what was probably your most exciting bear hunt last year? We we had a couple. Um, well, you can we tell us one, about both. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we had um, one client come up, and he had never been bear hunting before, and he wanted to, especially with the bear referendum that was happening, he wanted to try hunting before. If anything had, if anything got voted down, he wanted to try to do it. And we were fortunate enough to bring him out on a hound hunt, and he he just loved it. And he started out, he wanted to do everything. He did a little, he went up to the bait sites with us. He actually sat on a bait, and then he wanted to try the hounds. And the poor guy actually had gotten into a motorcycle accident probably about eight days before he came up and we didn't realize how bad he actually got hurt he had a really bad concussion he was pretty dizzy but he toughed it out so the morning that we were running the bears actually this is a funny story Jana this is one of the only days Jana couldn't go what were you doing you going I, I was uh, coordinating a wedding that day and oh. I, I said I cannot go this particular day and it was like 7 o'clock in the morning, and my phone rings, and they're like, we're right up the road from you. Grab your camera and come meet us. So before the wedding, I went out and videoed for, uh, you know, this guy. And when I got there, the bear was already actually treed, and he had never seen Watching his face going into the site with the, the dogs at the bottom of the tree, and the bear was up in the tree, and his face was just in awe. And he's like, this is really amazing. It was pretty epic, too, because there's a huge brook that runs down through there. So we had to cross this brook, and then it was straight up a banking. So we get up there and it's like pandemonium. The dog's like, burr, burr. you know how the dogs are. Oh, and we're yeah. all sitting there and his eyes are like saucers. And he, you can tell he is like completely checked out. He feels like he's on another planet. So I said, okay, when you're ready, take the shot. And if it's on the ground, I'm going to shoot with you. Okay. Yep. Yep. And he, I could tell he wasn't listening. So I'm like, let's go over it again. So then he shoots the bear. It goes like tumbling down this bank and it ends up in the the brook down there and and his, he was just in amazement he was like this is really one of the coolest hunts i've ever been on tell me how you girls got into guiding bear hunts well actually it started out 
I would say about eight years ago, my uncle owns a guide service, and I've always enjoyed the outdoors. My dad's always brought us hunting, and, you know, I've just been going since I was 10, and my uncle kind of needed help at his guide service, so he was like, hey, you know, why don't you why don't you kind of apprentice under and, and see if you like doing... It started out with recreation for me, and I it automatically went to hunting because that is where I find, you know, the most pleasure. I love I love hunting. So right away I went and got my, my recreation and my hunting guide license, and it's just been ever since then. But we never hunted bear, actually. What happened for us is we had an opportunity about six years ago where um, they were hosting this all-girls bear hunt. I'd never hunted bears. I had a friend that said, hey, you should try it. So I said, all right. So Jana and I both went on that, and it was kind of cool because Remington came in and uh, they let us use guns that they had. They gave us hats and clothes and all this stuff to use. They filmed it. It was really cool. And then we kind of got the fire after that hunt. Like, we just really enjoyed the bear hunting and all that. We're like, you know what? We could probably try this. And the, it's been such a progression. The it, first year was, I mean, we tried, but it was not great. And every year we've done different things. And every year we've become a little bit more successful having a little more action on the bait sites. And now we have some sites that we've established that, you know, the bears will come right back to. I mean, this year we've already set up, what, six sites. And right away, within the first few days, the bears have already started coming in. It was it was just really cool. We would, That first hunt was up in Jackman. And, you know, that both of us were like, this is really awesome. We really enjoyed it. And we knew it was going to be a lot of hard work, but it's very rewarding. The thing about the area that we hunted in, in Maine, it's northern Maine, it's very remote. So it was very rugged, and we really enjoyed it. We knew we could do it down in southern Maine also because we have we both have kids, and we do all that stuff, so we had to keep it close to home. And there's been a lot of interest for people. I mean, for us, for people that live in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, that area, it takes them three hours, two and a half hours. It's not like you have to drive eight hours to go to the place, so it's pretty accessible for a lot of people that want to come up and try it. And we have the accommodations and all that stuff. They really, really enjoy it. You know, you, t- you talk about kids, and of course, we're friends on Facebook, and, and I see your post all through the summer. Uh, you guys been catching fish during the summer, but you're always involved with your kids, and that is the really neat thing about it. You're teaching your kids all about the outdoors. Yeah, that's a huge thing for us. Like, today, it was funny. We were trying to beat the rain. We're getting torrential rain up here, and... I have two sons, and Jana has two daughters, and all of them have always been involved in everything that we do, and we ended up, we were about a half an hour too late this morning, we got caught in the rain, so later on today, I'm actually going to post a picture of both of my kids (laughs) soaking wet with bait buckets, but you know what, they, I think it's putting limits on it, you know their limitations, I'm not going to make them hump through the woods for six hours, they can go out for a couple hours though, and they always see something different, Yeah. Yeah, and and both of my girls really enjoy going out to, um, you know, both hunting, fishing, all that. And, and it's pretty cool just to have that be part of their life, part of every day. They're doing something outside. They're enjoying it with us and, and sharing that kind of like legacy my parents have passed on to us. Well, I understand that completely because I taught all my kids how to hunt. You know, I'm a granddad. I got four grandchildren, three boys and a girl. The girl can hunt just as well as the boys. Of course. It, it's a badge of <laughs> It is a badge. Absolutely. Isn't that right? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a badge of honor to hear the words Papa. I love it, and I I love taking those kids out and showing them the outdoors. Well, it's, my dad is a grandfather, and uh, we have a bunch of kids in our family, and he's been there, I think, pretty much for all of the grandkids' first 
first turkey, first deer. And last year, my son shot his first buck. He was 11. And after my dad was with him, I was guiding that week. I'm, I wasn't there for the actual kill, but I ended up coming up there. I got to help drag and all that stuff. But he looked at me and he's like, if I never kill another deer again and I can just watch my grandkids do it, that's the best thing for me. And I'm sure you can relate to that after, you know, hunting for years and now you get to, you know, kind of live through them, how excited they are and how everything is so new. And that's kind of how we are with, you know, guiding too. It's like we get to see people and see their excitement and how interesting they are. And yeah, I think that's the best part about it is we both enjoy hunting a lot, but I enjoy being with the kids and the clients, watching them enjoy and see things for the first time and do things for the first time. And, and it's been just a really awesome journey that both of us have had. Well, you know, that's something I try to get across to people and the different people I talk to. But hey, all you got to do is go back to Genesis in the Bible, look up Genesis one twenty six, and plain as day, God says, here's the outdoors. It's your playground. Have at it. Hey, it's ours. <laughs> I know, and so many, so many people just don't utilize it, don't understand it. You see kids, we were talking about kids, we had gone camping, and we were talking about kids that were, you know, playing games on their iPods, and, you know, they brought their, you know, handheld, whatever, and my son looked at me, he's like, Mom, I'm addicted to something, it's not that, it's outside, and I'm like, he really is, both of them. I mean, <laughs> our kids are always fishing, doing some hiking, whatever we're doing, they just love, there's so much to do and experience, and they get... And, and we do treat it like it is a blessing. Like, the, this is a privilege that we have been allotted. And when we take animals or our kids are, are taught that this is feeding our family, and when we put it on the table, it, it is a blessing for us to, to be able to harvest things and that it, they provide for the family as well. It is a blessing. And, and uh, I was telling a friend of mine just a couple hours ago, you know, we had venison last night, and the whole family loved it. And the reason we had that is because the good Lord gave me the opportunity to go shoot that deer. Right. I think it also establishes, I remember uh, my older son had caught some trout and we cooked him for dinner and he was sitting at the dinner table and he said, Mom, I'm feeding the whole family tonight. And he really had this sense of pride, you know, like he was contributing, kind of doing something. And I'm like, you know what? That's not something that you come by all the time. It's not something that you can teach. It's something that you live. You know what I mean? So for him to look at him and say, Mom, I'm feeding the whole family like that. He was really proud of that. Wow. That is something. Well, hey. We talked about the referendum last year, and you told me you're concerned about it, but I never did really know how it turned out. Uh, I guess down here in Arkansas, we don't get much Maine news. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Uh, We ended up beating the referendum, which was good, but it was pretty much the same exact results as 10 years ago. It was still pretty close. It was like 52, 48, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think what happened was they came in with, this is the HSUS I'm talking about, all their guns blazing, saying we want to pretty much take away all types of hunting when it comes to bears. We want to prohibit running with hounds, trapping, baiting. If they had gone after possibly one aspect of it, I think they would have, you know, maybe had some results. But people got really angry that we've already gone through this once. And for them to say, okay, this is an effective way that our biologists have for years. We have one of the most well-established research program. Yeah, as far as bears go in the United States, we also have in the continental United States the largest population of bears. We have many collared bears. They've studied bears for years. The biologists are against it. The game wardens are against it. It It became an emotional voting situation and when it comes to wildlife you can't be emotional about it you have to be realistic because in the end you're really harming them overpopulation of bears causes disease you know i could go on for days about it but it did get shot down so we are hunting again this year they did say they're going to come back again and try to fight it however um the court system said you know what we're going to put 
some systems in place to say you can't come back year after year and keep fighting the same thing. Right. Which is good for us as far as that goes. Well, and then, you know, the anti-hunters, uh, you know, I don't mean anything rude about that, but I don't know the people, so I don't know what to call them. But, and we got them here in Arkansas, but the anti-hunters, uh, you know, I hit them with something uh, that I actually learned from Ted Nugent. Uh, years ago we started talking about it but it's sustained yielded it's been out there a long time but he's the first one that opened my eyes on it you know if they take hunting away we don't hunt anymore in america you're going to see city streets full of deer going through trash and bears going through trash because there's only so much uh that all the forest and grasslands and all there's only so much wildlife they can feed them and I don't understand why people don't understand that because what they're going to do is they're going to create disease and you know starvation and all that and they just don't understand it. No, they don't and it's too bad for people that actually just they go to the grocery store they buy their stuff and you know a lot of times it's processed so differently than you know the natural way that we we take care of our animals and and it just it's frustrating when you know people you know unless they're specifically something they don't realize what's gonna what's gonna come down the, the road i mean already i just this morning in front of my house there was you know a whole bunch of wildlife coming out i mean it's raining there's turkeys there's deer coming out and i can't imagine if they stopped it or limited it what would happen from there my garden would be gone um you know it's just it's frustrating when people don't see that aspect of it they they want to go to the store and buy it but they don't get, you know it's our way of naturally feeding our families and providing for our families and it, it just does not make sense well it becomes emotional and exactly what jenna was saying i was thinking before i think the biggest root of all the evils is that people forget where their food comes from they go into a store they see it packaged and people are like how could you how could you kill an animal well, unless you're completely vegan, everyone kills animals. It's how we live. We eat meat. We eat chicken. You know, you use leather. Unless you could live a lifestyle where you are 100% vegan, which I do not know anyone that is like that, you forgot where your food came from. And if you knew how it was done, you would be so disgusted. You would be happy to know, you know, how we, we get our food and how it's organic. Well, absolutely, and hunters are very humane about the way they do things. I think the majority of us are. We we do our best to take clean shots. We do our best to make sure animals don't suffer. And, hey, my deer meat doesn't have MSG in it. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. And it's delicious. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, hey, girls. I appreciate you calling in. I look forward to this interview every year. Lorenda has called in every, I think, three years in a row. Now Jenna calls in, and now I'm just tickled to death. I've got two of you in Maine to talk to. (laughs) Double the trouble. Yep. (laughs) Oh, no, I I consider it double the blessings. How's that? Well, thank you. We appreciate it. All right, and we'll be back with more Spirit of the Outdoors. Visit us at the Farmer's Co-op. Our mission is to provide quality supplies and services, be the leading agricultural supply, lawn and garden, pet supply, and animal feed store in the community. We carry a full line of farm, pet, and animal health supplies, fertilizer, agricultural chemicals, and wildlife feed. Bulk feed and fuel are available. Visit us at any of our 17 locations in the Arkansas River Valley, Northwest Arkansas, and Oklahoma. Go to todayscoop.com for more information. And remember, we'll carry it to the parking lot and load it for you. Hey, it's time to clean the dust out of your furnace. Winter will be here soon, and Air Care System is ready to service all your heat and air needs. Proudly serving the Fort Smith River Valley area with over 30 years experience. Air Care System repairs, services, and installs all makes and models and offers 24-7 emergency service. Call 996-9288 or go to aircare1.net. That's aircare1.net to get ready for the change in the season. 
The game is changing. Most tournaments, people have an idea, you know, not in Major League Fishing. Oh my goodness, that's the one. Now the fun begins. It's Major League Fishing, only an Outdoor Channel.